This feels so, so good. Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this lovely podcast. I'm your, I'm your host, Karen. Hi, Dom. So we've been taking a little break, but we are back mm-hmm. with lots of updates but first let's catch up dom what have you been up to um still avoiding this heat um you know me always on brand we hate this summer uh so that's what i've been up to (laughs) i've been watching a lot of um shows that have come out uh orange is the new black glow dairy girls um there's more <laughs> that I just don't remember because I watched them all in like a haze. Wow. Um, yeah. And as you know, continuing um, working, writing, and producing on documentary. That sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. You have been watching a lot of TV. Yes. I well, call it research, quote unquote. <laughs> yes. Very convenient. And speaking of Orange is a New Black, before we started recording this episode, I was kind of like in the middle of the last episode from the very last season. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of hard to binge watch just because mm-hmm. I feel like for this particular season, the episodes are longer. Yes. And they also cover immigration issues. So it's just like, I take it like one day at a time. I'm not trying yeah. to binge watch it. As you should not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's advisable, even though I did that. Um, and that's why I'm saying it's not advisable because I did it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this time I was in no rush to finish it because I know it's the last one. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm taking my time with it. But I really think we should do an episode about it, similar to what we did with Bida, to kind of like discuss what we liked about it, what we didn't, and just like over our overall thoughts about the show, because it's unfortunate that it's ending. It only had, what, four seasons? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, stay tuned for like a recap of, of this show. Yeah. Other than that, let's see, what else have I been doing? I watched Grownish, which I believe last week was the last episode. I don't know if you watch it. You don't, right? I do not. But it's on my list. I have no, like, it's not, I'm wa- not watching it out of, like, because I have a reason. It's just, <laughs> right. I forget. Yeah. So um, that's just, that's on me <laughs> for not being consistent. It's a good show. I don't know. For some reason, it still reminds me of Sex and the City. Ah, okay. I think you did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have mentioned that. So it's like the younger version of Sex and the City. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even though I think Ronish is not really for my demographic, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's for, like, the younger kids, you know? Mm -hmm. But I love the show, so whatever. I'm going to watch it because I feel like I am 22. (laughs) Yes, we know how you read, like, if there was a literal fountain of youth, Karen would siphon it off 
from the <laughs> fountain, try to find any way to like finagle, get a get it rerouted directly to like her bathtub or something. <laughs> so like you know that's how you are, Karen. You're you are a pro fountain of youth and I am like, ah, just put me on a bed and let my lazy bones just go die off. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. I've been watching those shows. Other than that, what have I been doing? Well, work, obviously. (laughs) Just working, trying to work out at the gym, Mm -hmm. getting healthy, and also enjoying the summer. Yeah. Because I do like it. However, I do want to say that this summertime I really felt the humidity it was quite intense but it's climate change baby get ready buckle up (laughs) I think that's what it is and my crazy hormones that just like I don't know what's been up with them but also I want to point out that I've been seeing a lot on social media people that are posting stuff like oh there's three weeks left in the summer. How are you maximizing your time? Or I saw another one that was like, oh, we have six months left until 2020. Have you accomplished all of your resolutions? And I'm just like chill, you know? Mm -hmm. First of all, I can't be outdoors all the time as I would like to because I have a job. So the fact that you're stating, oh, there's a countdown for the summer, it's just... I I can't. I don't understand why people would do that. Then the whole thing about resolutions, I feel like it's such a cliche that a lot of people, and and I'm including myself, we set resolutions and then, you know, kind of like halfway things change. Not everything goes as you've planned. So those resolutions need to be adjusted. So the fact that someone is posting, oh, did you accomplish all of your resolutions? Because we have six more months left in this year. I just, I can with it. It's annoying. I don't know. What do you think? No, I feel, hmm, how do I explain it? It's like, it's like when someone tells you, and I think you can relate, um, and there's a really good, um, there's a really good video on this um, by Innuendo Studios on YouTube. I think that's a really great channel for everyone to check out. Just like watch all of their videos and binge watch um, really good um, video essays. Uh-huh. But he has this um, one video called Angry Jack, and it's it's a really good example um, of what like how I feel. And I don't normally feel like this because um, I don't have like a weird reactionary guilt complex or I don't know if it's a complex but that's not something that I that I normally like default to but with that like the six months thing and like you know get it together (laughs) like yeah that kind of thing um it's particularly where I am in my headspace I guess um the video angry jack is um part part of it I think it's like like in the beginning of the video, he gives this example about like, okay, people who like get mad or a little irritated at other people who like just say like, you know, 
if you offer them like a burger at a cookout and they say they're vegan and then you kind of like feel a little bit, um, you feel like a little bit of a judgment. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. But they didn't intentionally judge you, but you're like, okay, what do you mean you're vegan? You're better than me kind of thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was yes. a really, really long winded way of, <laughs> um, getting to my point. Um, also plugging in another creator. <laughs> but, yeah, with that, that's how I feel. I'm just like, I feel like, what do you mean? Like, I just feel like this weird projection. And I know it's like, I know it's not that mature. I know it's not that mature. And I know it's a very like reactionary thing. Because I know yeah. it's not, in, I know it's not malicious. You know what I mean? I know it's not a malicious right. post. But I'm just like, no, ew, like what? Stop. Mm. And it's just because I put this pressure on me. Um, and I internalize that actual saying or like the actual thought of like, oh my gosh, I am working on borrowed time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get it. And that's how I feel about it. I'm just like, like you said, I'm just like, you're more like a calm down, whatever. I just want to kick back, relax and do whatever I want. And with me, I'm like, no, I know it. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, it's mostly about that. It's just, okay. Yes. I know summer is coming to an end, but we don't need this to be like a ticking time mm -hmm. bomb, you know? Also, I don't see anyone posting about like, oh, there's only four more weeks left in this winter. How are you preparing for spring? I don't see anyone no, counting down that. But yeah, right. And then summer, I just feel like it goes by so fast. And then, yeah, people still want to count down to it. So, yeah, it just bothers me. And I've been seeing it a lot lately. And I think on one of the posts from someone... I commented, I was like, oh, I don't even want to think about it. I'm just trying to enjoy it day by day, <laughs> which I was being a little petty, I think. But <laughs> yeah, I just had to get it out. So on that note, I have a fun trip coming up this weekend. I'm going to Poconos. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing a little bit of outdoor activities. We rented a cabin with a couple of friends. We're probably going to go ziplining, do some kayaking, probably some, what is it called? Uh, the, the marshmallow thingies. Um, s'mores. The s'mores, yes. <laughs> probably do that. And yeah, just kind of like relax, get a little bit away from New York. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Any fun trips you have coming up, though? If you count television shows, <laughs> no. <laughs> You'll be traveling exactly. via TV. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah, this feels so, so good. So speaking of trips coming up and just exciting things that are happening in our lives, recently you shared this news, kind of like internally, I guess, just amongst friends and other people that you know. But I think it's time that you share it with our yeah, listeners. Um, so I... 
I'm taking the plunge. Um, I've been, you know, putting money here and there into the project, but to really ramp up production, I have finally launched the first um, of a couple of stages of fundraising, but the first um, fundraising stage where we're trying to collect seed funding, some seed capital to, you know, kick things off. Um, so mm-hmm. kind of like our dear friend, um, Armando. Mm-hmm. Armando. I also started a GoFundMe. Um, one question that I do get um, from people who are creators, um, they ask me um, why the decision to do GoFundMe over Kickstarter or Indiegogo or even Patreon. Um, and okay. GoFundMe lets you keep whatever. <laughs> You raise, you don't need to um, reach the goal. I know my goal is pretty steep. It's $25,000. But in the larger scheme of things, um, films are quite expensive, actually. (laughs) And we are going to be traveling. And I think that's going to eat up the bulk of my budget, to be quite honest, is traveling and just, you know, being on site for several days, if not weeks, with subjects. So that is something we really want to have, like, a decent amount raised so that, like, I'm not, you know, in Wyoming or Montana (laughs) and we're shooting (laughs) and we're out of cash. Um, So that's my number one thing. I also don't want to exploit anyone who is working alongside me. And that also includes my lovely co-host. So I do want to make sure that people are paid their worth. Um, Yeah. I do not need to have a fire festival kind of documentary (laughs) detailing how terrible my documentary behind the scenes was. Yeah, they'll do a documentary on your documentary. I do not need a GoFundMe (laughs) To, like, have my crew paid. (laughs) I'm avoiding that. Also, that's not the praxis I want to um, start off with. Um, So that's why we want to start up. We want to hopefully raise um, the very conservative amount of $25,000 the first round um, so that we have a a, a decent amount in the tank to get things started and to start collecting footage um, before or uh, like around 2020. So I definitely would like to have something on cameras and in my hard drive (laughs) to maybe, you know, start putting together some pieces, maybe even a trailer or a sizzle reel or something to show for it um, and see, like kind of start to, put piece together the direction of the documentary um so that's what i did um we i'm working yeah, so hard I'm on really it excited to also announce so this is an announcement i actually didn't even put on my twitter so like this is like an exclusive for the podcast we um surpassed Ooh. our 20, our 10 percent goal in during the weekend so it's twenty five thousand, and i wanted twenty five hundred dollars by like you know, this Friday, and we're currently at 2700 yeah. so that's awesome. Um, 
I guess I can do a little pitch right now. Uh, I know. Yes. (laughs) I know how much Karen is always about, you know, don't buy the latte, save the $5. Also, donate $5 (laughs) to um, the Maternal Mortality Documentary Film Fund. (laughs) Yes. That's why you need to save those $5. (laughs) But I know that you've put a lot of work into this. There's a lot of planning that's involved. And so far with the process, what have you found to be one of the most difficult things? um, The most difficult thing is... So I don't have a problem or I haven't had a problem assembling a team. I think the team that I have is really awesome and secure and amazing. But because I am very green, this is my first production, um, and I don't have any like actual studio backing me. I don't have any industry like investment backing me. This is kind of like, this is really, really self-made. Um, I don't have the resources to like have people on board full time. So working around schedules with volunteers, that's kind of been tricky. (laughs) Um, that's one of the most difficult thing is like, I just kind of wish I had a turnkey team kind of thing where I could just like have my team members, like six or seven of us. And then we're working on this every day as it is our full-time job but that is not the case because we live in capitalism and people need to eat and I cannot (laughs) provide the same amount I cannot match people's actual day jobs um so I'm working on this full-time and relying a lot on volunteer work which I'm extraordinarily grateful for but um when it comes to like timing and trying to piece things together logistically it's a little bit of a pain (laughs) yeah but I think Mm -hmm. you you have a good team of people that know you that not only support you but also support Mm -hmm. the documentary that you're working on so I think that's one of the biggest lessons from people is that you have to surround yourself yeah. with people that that believe in you because like you said right now you can't afford to pay yeah. everyone salary, a salary right health care but paternal leave um well yeah maternal leave but family leave, so <laughs> paternal and maternity <laughs> yeah family leave so you can't afford all of that, but because people believe in you and they know you, they're willing to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like work around their schedules yeah. in order to help you out as much as they can. And that's what matters, that you have a strong support team. And once you're starting to make those yeah. million dollars, <laughs> yeah. you, you bring your team with you. And I think that's how a yes. strong um, team is built. I say this constantly I don't know if I say it um a lot on the podcast but I say this to you all the time Karen I say if I eat we all eat I don't believe in scarcity I Mm -hmm. I absolutely don't believe in scarcity especially when it comes to actual food because we actually produce 
um, enough food to feed 10, <laughs> a population of 10 billion, and the entire globe is 7 billion. So we have enough food to feed people. There's plenty, yes. And then more, more so. Like we have so much, we can even waste that food after every single person's been fed. So I don't believe exactly. in scarcity. I feel like that that kind of scarcity yeah. is manufactured. And I think this kind of scarcity where like it's dog eat dog, like I have to like really claw my way to the top, that's not happening. I Once I'm at the top, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? No one's going to be there for me, and I can't do this alone. So if I eat, we all eat. All right. of my comrades. <laughs> So that's the thing um, to also, you know, I think when you're working collaboratively, I think, you know, um, really embracing this spirit of collaboration, not just like, oh, you know, this person's just going to get me someplace. It's really like, no, we believe in each other. We want to uplift and support each other, especially when we are creators of color. Um, we can't be dogging each other out yeah. there. Like we have to build solid networks because there's things that you provide that I can't, and there's things that I provide that you can't. And like we're not gonna get it as easily as people who are born into privilege. So like, why not we do it for each other? Yep, that's exactly what I I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. We have to come together and instead of fighting with each other, uplift each other because that's the exactly. only way that we're going to get to the top. Yeah. And as you guys know, uh, on the podcast Instagram, I shared the link to the documentary um, GoFundMe. So please make sure that you go check it out, whether it's $5, $10, whatever it is that you can, everything counts to make this happen. So yeah, support Dom. And I'm just so excited to yeah, finally see I've this move along. I'm really eager. Um <laughs> At this point, I feel like I also like have so much in my head stored in my head. Like now, like there's just the next thing to do is just do it. You know what I mean? You can prepare all you want, but like preparation, like, excuse me, um, preparation, like kind of helps you navigate, but like you can never be too prepared. Like you can never be too ready to prepared. You know what I mean? There's going to be things that's going to happen. I just got to go for it. So... Um, I'm ready to like put a lot of what I've written down on paper onto the camera and like start making connections and like piecing together the narrative that, you know, everyone's been really excited to hear about from me when I do share it. And I want them to actually like visualize it and see it for themselves. So I'm really, um, I'm really eager to get that. Yeah. And I've read... I think I've read everything that you've written and I've always told you that I love your writing. (laughs) More people should read it. So I'm really happy to just like now see this come through and kind of like the support system that you have now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so excited and I'm also excited to be part of it. 
Yeah. I the other day I was thinking back to like when we first met. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow, who would have known yeah. that now we're working together on all these creative projects, you know? So I'm a firm believer, firm believer yeah. that certain things happen for a reason, you know? Now, yes, I've applied yeah, that I now. I know you don't like the saying like, of everything happens for a reason. <laughs> There's no reason. No, no, no. Yeah. So that's no, why now I mean, I'm yeah, using I the one that certain things that happen for a reason. That do help, like, with, you know, character building, how people want to put it. But then I also really like to think that good things happen for a reason and that people are placed in our lives for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And so, yeah, now we're working on this, the podcast. There are several other things behind the scenes that we're working on. So as things move forward, we're going to keep sharing it with um, you. The creative process, collaboration, basically working with my friends is all really fun. Um, I do, I'm also really itching to get this story out there because I just feel like not to place myself in a role where I'm like, I need to do this and I'm an activist. Like, I'm not saying that at all. I really just want to platform people. But I think this is so, so pivotal. Yeah. When um, I talk about my, you know, political consciousness um, with my friends. I don't think I really like really detailed my whole <laughs> story here on the podcast, but when I talk about like my political consciousness, a lot of it had to no. do with obviously, you know, the 2016 elections. I was always pretty engaged because I, you know, I studied journalism and I was always a writer, mm-hmm. so I was like into current events. So I was always pretty engaged like I understood and knew what was going on, but like, you know, 2016 um, changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, I also got really heavily involved in like um, under, wanting to understand more about feminist movements, and that was also tied to like my yeah. own reproductive um, health issues that I was having, and I just it felt really isolating, pretty much the conversation, like the general discourse about reproductive health and reproductive rights is about pro being choice, being pro-choice, which is extremely important. I think mm-hmm. that um, this pro-choice and pro-life um, debate that's going on is really, it's really just to police women's bodies. I I truly believe like trying to <laughs> remove abortion and things like that is to police yeah. women's bodies and it removes bodily autonomy because you know, this is patriarchy. So I really do understand the importance of it. I think it should be more expansive. And I think in my own political consciousness, my actual like health issues that I was going through and like not feeling entirely supported by a movement that is, for us, (laughs) Um, I kind of like, was like, I need to search for something a little bit more so. And that led me to reproductive justice and in reproductive justice and seeing a lot of the headlines 
about um, black and brown women, you know, uh-huh. having much harder times, you know, just surviving childbirth. I was like, okay, something really needs to be out there in the mainstream discussed in addition to pro-choice because there's no coincidence that, you know, the states with the most draconian laws with regards to pro-choice. So like the states that are like, you know, it's like one week out. I don't, I don't think it's one week out, but I think it's like the six weeks is like the minute, minute maximum. Um, and you know, states that are actually leaving facilities or defunding facilities, it's no coincidence that they also happen to have really high mortality Uh rates. So when you remove the choice to not be a parent, you really remove the choice to, or the freedom really to have safeguards set in place to be a parent. So it's like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And I think that should be the that should be the conversation. It should be incre- it should be expansive. It should include whether whether you want to be a parent and like how do you want to go about that if you just want to remain childless or if you want to have an abortion and when you are a parent, what is society doing to provide for you and your child that you're bringing into society. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, especially because with, like you said, other people deciding over women's bodies and then it's like, well, I don't have a choice to get an abortion if for whatever reason I don't want to have this baby. Mm-hmm. But then once I'm pregnant, like, Who's looking after me, you know, who's making sure that I'm healthy or, you know, that my baby has all the necessary things to survive. I think we've had this discussion before, but if you're policing women's bodies so much at such an early stage of pregnancy, then why is it that when the baby is born, you know, afterwards they're like taking so many of their rights away. And like, I... It's the right to healthcare. Like, when we do talk about reproductive justice, it's not even just like, oh, we just need to make sure that there's like women aren't dying, right? There's reasons <laughs> why women are dying, um, either during childbirth or weeks after. Um, one of the big things is that you know the the six weeks um, post labor and delivery. Um, that like window is so, 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 so critical to your healing process. And like, that's like, just like the immediate, I think it takes up to like one or two years, Yeah. some people three years. So when we don't have something as like basic <laughs> as family leave, we leave, um, we leave uh, like this, these kinds of things, these kinds of like rights, like actual necessities in the hands of people who need to make money. And when it comes yeah. down to like their bottom line and whether you can contribute to <laughs> giving them like the profits and your actual life, profits always are going to be prioritized. So then when we private to, privatize 
this kind of thing. We just like have to like rely that our job is just going to like maybe do the right thing, maybe do the right thing where it should not be a maybe do the right thing. That should just be a human right. Just like how we're always complaining, like water is a human right. (laughs) And that's another thing. Like it should not only just be like, you know, it should just be like, okay, women who have good jobs, maybe they're the ones who then are allowed to have children. But like, what if you have to pay and you have to go back to work, like kind of almost immediately because like your job is just not going to like allow that or you're an hourly worker or you just like, you're not a salaried middle management, middle-class person. So, (laughs) so that's one thing. Um, that right. factors into it and then what else factors into it is just like having to be in an environment like your literal environment like a right to housing and a right to like be in a place where there isn't lead in the paint where there isn't like too much um actual environmental congestion where there is clean running water Till this day, mm-hmm. Flint still does not have clean water. But Notre Dame is what? Isn't it almost done? I think so. I think most people pay attention and to that and ignore the fact that people don't have clean water to drink. Newark has its own water crisis. So, so like, these are also things that factor into, like, Oh, yeah. Living, (laughs) like standards of living and what contributes to why vulnerable people in vulnerable communities, when they're in a vulnerable situation like childbirth, tend to die. It's time that, yeah, it's good to bring awareness to this, that there are so many factors that go into giving birth, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believe in oh, yeah. uh, it takes a village to raise a child. I think um I think it would be great. This is my ideal society if we were really actually communal and we weren't so like insular like a lot of things is just like kind of like the nuclear family or just like who's living in the house and that's who we care about that's pretty much it we don't sometimes (laughs) don't even care about our neighbors a lot of times we don't even know our neighbors um or know our neighbors in a way that like we would know your brother you know what I mean like you probably say hi and bye and you don't know right you don't know what's going on behind you know those (laughs) closed doors whether that neighbor is going through a difficult situation yeah yeah and it really does like when it when something bad happens I notice this a lot with this culture but when something bad happens that's when they I hear news stories like the community really came together and like how about the community Mm -hmm. always stays together how about we do have these things where we're like really fighting (laughs) for these um for these human rights and like we fight and then it's like it remains not just like we're reacting to like yeah a water crisis do you get what I'm saying like we fight for clean water that's it. 
It doesn't need to be like, oh, shoot. Now we have lead in the pipes. That's when we galvanize. Like, I think we should always be fighting for the community. Um, if they're given and, right. Like, when we have, yeah, when we have things for the community, what's good for me is good for you. I would like to think that. Some people might dispute that. But I think what I would like, what's good and wholehearted and wholesome for me is good yes. for you as well. And I think that should be applicable, not just like, oh, what's good for my family is good for, or what's good for me is good for my brother or my sister or my mother or my cousin. I want that to be like within society. That, yeah, that's, that would be the perfect <laughs> society. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How do you feel now that this is oh, life, you know, that, that your fundraiser is life? I'm each day so surprised. Um, I don't know why, because, like, obviously the intention was to raise money. <laughs> like, I knew I was going to get money, but I'm just so surprised at the turnout. I every Like, I just refreshed, um, and I saw someone donated $5, and I'm like, that, like, made oh. my heart sing. Like, it just... Yeah, it makes me happy that like the like what you were saying earlier is just that people are supporting me and it's like a lot of like people who don't know me can really see the cause and like that makes me so Oh, that's happy. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm truly excited for you and I want to see how this all turns out. Clearly I'm going to be a part of it. I already told you I am like your mm-hmm head photographer, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. just seeing all of this come through after like so much time that, you know, you had spent talking about it. It's just great. And that also, yeah, you, you, um, you're working on this on your own. Basically you don't have a team yet. So a lot of it is just like being resourceful, um, reaching out to people so that, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. So, and then, um, in between all <laughs> my binging and not going to the gym and sometimes not sleeping, um, I fall behind. <laughs> so with also the seed money, it'd be really nice to like hire out some help. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> will happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Yeah, it's time to hire out some help because what the listeners don't know, or maybe they do, um, this has been like two and a half years in the making. Like, because I was saying, like my um, my uh, renaissance basically mm-hmm. was in 2016. So you know, since then, Karen's listened to it all. Karen's listened to every single rant. Karen's seen like 80 text messages where I'm going <laughs> popping off about something that's happening in the news. So Karen's been through it. <laughs> all I have been more tame I've been calibrating (laughs) a little bit more I don't react to every single thing like yeah you know mental health um we don't have medicare for all so (laughs) (laughs) mental health care services are not free (laughs) I gotta be a little bit preventative um if we do have medicare for all then I'm gonna really consume a lot of news so (laughs) sorry Karen (laughs) but you can also be a therapist too um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so 
this has been two and a half years in the making. Um, it's been me um, and Mashida Phillips, who oh, we right. have interviewed here on this show. Um, and yeah, it's it's time for me to kind of start delegating. Being a boss. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is time being a boss. And you brought up a good point where you said, you know, taking care of yourself, your mental health. And I know that in the past, I would say maybe two, three weeks, I think we were both just losing it. And we yes. we always do this where we, we just feel like it's th- things are not going our way and we just feel so frustrated and mm-hmm. we rant to each other, which I really appreciated because sometimes I go off <laughs> and I just feel like it's the same rant over and over, but I feel... When my period gets closer and the hormones are acting up, it's just 10 times worse. But for some reason, as we had talked, there was something in the air that was just making us so extra. So everyone was extra. I don't know what it was. And I knew it was after Mercury retrograde. So we can't even blame it on Mercury retrograde. It was literally two weeks after Mercury retrograde. And I was like, what is going on? But I actually, I think I shared this with you. And it was one of the episodes from Let There Be Loose, the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't understand. Listening to it on the train, on the way to work, just put me in this mood where I felt less anxiety and I understood that yes, I was going through a rough time because of my hormones as well. Work was a little bit, you know, stressful as well, but there was also some personal issues that were affecting me. And that podcast just kind of like made me relax and just think everything through so that I could get through everything. I don't know if you listened to it, Dom. I, okay. Uh-huh. I played it and I may or may not have. I may. I did. I no. Don't. I'm sorry. But that's good though. Don't you think that because her voice, Luz, Luz's voice is so I love, yeah, I'm not, I'm, this is one of the things that I, I feel like I shouldn't say because I feel like it's counterproductive and people will just like stare at me weird. But I do love napping or falling asleep <laughs> the podcast. No, but, I don't think so. It's like how I fall asleep oh, to television. I love I falling asleep. I yes, love hearing voices. Me too. I love falling asleep to television. But and like falling asleep to podcast might actually be better because when you fall asleep to TV, the yeah. blue light like TV and the laptop that actually affects your, your sleep cycle. Whereas like, I'm only listening to something Mm -hmm. on my phone. Mm, That actually (laughs) might be better, but yeah, so that's what happened. So I listened to it. Yeah. It was working. (laughs) And I found another podcast as well. And I guess this kind of like transitions onto high lights, but the podcast is called Slay Girl Slay. Oh, really? No, actually, it's just the, it's just mm-hmm. one girl. Okay. 
So I think I've got well, one I, think, I guess it kind of <laughs> sounds like it's two because it's Slay Girl Slay or something like that. But yeah, yeah the voice of the, of the host is also very relaxing, similar to Luz. And I've listened mm-hmm. to, I think it was like three episodes. And wow, she really has a way to deliver messages and just make you feel at ease. And I'm just loving the podcast, to be honest. And it talks about different topics like, you know, confidence, getting through through difficult times. And yeah, I just find it very comforting as well. So those are like the, the two that I've been listening to recently just because I've been going through stuff. And also I talked to my mom, which Dom, this won't be any surprise to you, but my mom was like, pray and I will pray for you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I found that. So go ahead. Right. Oh no, I was gonna say, I mean, how do you how do you find that? Um, I feel like this might be another episode. <laughs> we're like we're talking about summer, money, exploitation, spirituality, human rights. <laughs> um <laughs> as we normally the normal yeah. conversations, you know. <laughs> but how do you feel about that? I know I have been very open like I'm not one of those people I don't know why some people do get the sense from me that like I'm just like a really heavy like materialist and I'm not spiritual or I don't believe in any Uh spiritual guidance like I'm I don't know why people get that impression I mean I don't want to be in a service for seven hours but that doesn't mean I'm not (laughs) spiritual um but I'm very open to like understanding like the power of prayer. Um, meditation's pretty hard for me because I literally just um, admitted that I like hearing uh-huh. voices. <laughs> um, so silence is hard for me. <laughs> so, but I, how do you feel about like? Do you find that there is a lot of power in prayer? Like, um, not just results. Oh, right. I'm not talking about like, oh, do you find that there's results? But like in terms of like mood shift. Yeah, I, I do find it to help me. And also, I think that sometimes I forget. And I, I don't know if this is just like a human thing, but typically when everything is okay, you tend to forget about prayer. But then when you're going through a rough time, that is when you, you go to, to prayer. You lean on prayer in order to get through those difficult times. And when I was talking to my mom, uh, probably like two weeks ago, she did mention like pray. Maybe at a certain point you feel like everything is going well and you, you forget to pray, but always give thanks for what you have, even for the struggles that you're going through, because you're going to learn something out of it and understand that it won't, prayer won't automatically solve your problems, but it will give you that kind of like inner peace and, and kind of like guide you in order to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm finding, um, so this is something I actually, I haven't told you about, um, but I have been, oh, so there, I mean, I talk about how like I do or I have been guilty of um, 
taking in a lot mm-hmm. of news content. Um, I actually have not been taking a lot of news content, but the news that has been coming out right. has yeah. been hard. So, like, I'm not doing the 24-hour cycle. I don't watch cable news anymore. So I'm not, I'm not mainlining mm-hmm. news. But the news that I do pay attention to has been incredibly hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. And I'm calling it like news poison, basically. So I think that's what kind of happened in the same weeks where we were like, oh my gosh, like things are going crazy. I think um, what's been happening currently has been hitting me really hard. Um, I want to say the shooting. Oh, yeah. Um, the um, uh, trafficking, the Epstein case and things like that. And the... Um, the raids have been hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I would say not as hard as like someone who's directly in yeah. the line of these things. But whew, I have been struggling really, really, really hard. And I think it was just a confluence of things. It's not mm-hmm. just one thing. I think it was like how body chemistry was going, you know, probably not sleeping all that <laughs> um, and then taking in a lot of information that's really hard to digest um, and it's been hard in a way that's like not like oh I just feel bad or I'm in a funk it's been hard in a way where I'm like this world is not for me and I really want it to end kind of thing like a lot of like nihilism I don't know if you're familiar with that but I just feel like really overwhelmed with a lot of like negativity that I'm like there's no point yeah yeah I understand um yeah so it's been (laughs) really hard it's been like the past couple of weeks I think I'm finally pushing myself out of it but um within that there's gonna be so for me I feel like I'm one of those people that, like, I know, even if it's irrational, I know that it's irrational. I don't really, like, kind of, I don't, like, kind of disassociate and be like, oh, I'm, like, having this, like, response, and I that's just how right. I am. Like, you know me when I'm, like, Karen, I know I'm being really dramatic <laughs> right now. That may be dramatic. So I'm always pretty aware yeah. of, like, when something's off with me, and I still do it. Like, I'm human. <laughs> But I'm aware that I'm doing it because I'm very human and I'm succumbing to this. Um, And I'm really trying to push myself out of it. But within that whole experience and, like, thinking, like, you know, what can we do in this world? Like, there's nothing good happening. I'm realizing, like, I really understand why people have faith. Yeah. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? I understand why people are drawn to faith. Yeah. And here's another thing. Um, regardless of the scandals that, for example, the Catholic Church has gone through, I do want to put it out there. I go to church because I have my moments as well. I My anxiety has sometimes been like to the top. But I go to church in order to, to seek prayer and because attending just gives me peace. I don't go for the priest, you know? So there's a difference there. Mm -hmm. For me, um, that's how I, 
I separate things, I guess. It might not be the case for everyone, but I don't go for the priest. It's not like... So I think that is one... Okay, how I feel about this. I feel like you and I, and we didn't even really talk about this, but I think we have similar mindsets (laughs) about these things. And I feel like from what I have seen um, growing up evangelical, being around evangelicals and people who pick and choose the gospel to be, you know, to police people (laughs) and to be like, oh, I'm more righteous than you. Um, So that's kind of the standard. Christians pick and choose. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So if you pick and choose, Karen, that's fine. You're actually abiding by the Christian tradition. It's not the mainstream Christian tradition. Because you don't place your faith to be more righteous mm-hmm. than people. You're just like, I'm picking what makes me yeah. feel great. And that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about like, you know, Jesus said not to do, well, God said not to do this. Or Apostle Paul said that, you know, women should succumb to, you know, men. <laughs> and <laughs> um, all of that nonsense. And then, therefore, I'm going to have really rules. And they, it's always very convenient. That's the one thing I really, really picked up. It's always really convenient. And it's always something to make them, like, that's how they make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. And you make yourself feel better by, like, praying and being in a peaceful environment. You know what? That is Christian. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I've always said this to my mom as well and, you know, to other people that sometimes talk about the scandals that, like, the Catholic Church is going to. And I'm like, you know what? The priest is human. Right? Mm-hmm. We're all going to fuck up. And I go to church not to, like, praise him. I'm there to talk to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And if you're going to talk to someone, Jesus is the right person to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Now we sound like our mothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I, I felt like just praying and waking up every day and just being thankful for, you know, getting another day. It has helped me tremendously. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like um, this time around really taking in a lot of things. And I just feel like it was just like a lot of things came together to make the perfect stew of nihilism. It was just like yeah. hopelessness, a lot of hopelessness. Um, and I'm very aware of that. I'm really aware <laughs> um, that I'm feeling this way. And I'm like... I really, really understand why people cling to faith. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all of it is good. That no. is not what no, I'm No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. Yes. But I understand, like, the need to, like, pray or to meditate, um, to be reflective, to have a place where you will remove yourself. And I, I'm not talking just, like, little distractions like movies and television, which is my distraction. Right. But something a lot more transcendent than that. Yes. I understand it. Yes. You two said that perfectly. <laughs> um, I will also say, I will also say, um, talk therapy is good. So yeah. I wouldn't say, like, just have, like, spiritual things be your guiding principle when you are feeling um, depressed or down. Um, I think I'm a big believer in health. <laughs> yeah. So do get the health care that you need. Um, I'm not saying, like, pray the depression away because that is not what I'm Oh, no, no. Um, but 
I think I'm going to be more open to, um, I think, you starting to, like, journal and talk, pray, or, like, oh, yeah. and, like, put things out in the universe and to God or to whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm more open to having a journey where I want to, you know, <laughs> be more spiritual. Spiritual, yes, yes. I totally get it. And journaling, I've been doing that as well, which has helped me. I don't do it every day, which I should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm starting and I do it at least once a week. So, yeah. It's a combination of a lot of things, like you said. Um, it's prayer, therapy, journaling, meditation, you know? Yeah. Because the world is tough. It's it is really, really tough. And I think, um, again, like we, we're we speaking from experiences. Like we both grew up in um, Christian backgrounds, yep. um, Catholic Christian backgrounds. And I went to Catholic school. So like whoever's listening, whatever faith you want to, I think kind of like what I said to Karen, I was like, if people can pick and choose, so can you. Yeah, um, exactly. Who's and that they? goes for whatever faith to be yeah. honest. Because who am I to say no? The Catholic Church is the only right one. No. I am no one to say that. So whatever it is that you believe in, whatever your religion is, go for it. Yeah. But I will say for people who um, have similar backgrounds to me or to us, um, and also to you, Karen, um, I just said, like, Jesus is the person to talk to. I would say, though, also, like, one of the good things <laughs> about um, understanding, like, the historical, like, Jesus the man um, and his good works mm-hmm. and his actual preachings is, like, he was really great about um, talking about, like, a lot of the things we talked about. Um, you know, the Beatitudes, for example, blessed are, you know, the poor, blessed are yeah. the hungry, the meek, and things like that. He was always on the side of the disenfranchised and I think that's something that is like really great to be hopeful about because like that is yeah I am in a place where I'm like the world never like it never changes but like if I can look towards a figure like Jesus and understand that history and read his words I think that's super helpful in like reifying my own um my own social justice causes kinds of things and besides my own morality so I would say like listen Jesus is a really dope person to read about like his like history um I'm not talking about like the divinity and like you know all the like woo woo stuff I'm talking about like you know Jesus the preacher Jesus the friend of a sex worker (laughs) Jesus the one who said don't judge lest you be judged that kind of you know what I'm talking about like things like that that like really can help you be like Jesus the one the Jesus the one that said like love your neighbor as yourself beautiful yeah so um that's what I've been doing um a lot I want to kind of like take it a little bit more and just like pray on it or like meditate on it and like yeah you know <laughs> do some deep breathing but for the soul <laughs> for the, yes uh, it's much needed at these times and I 
I've been seeing it a lot on social media as well, that a lot of people have been going through it as well. Even Julissa Arce posted about it. Um, and I think she post? Well, she mentioned, actually, let me look it up, because at that moment, what she posted, I don't know, I felt it so, so close to, like, what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, there's definitely something in the air that's just causing all this these feelings. Mm -hmm. And she said, this week was rough. I was sick, hormonal, not feeling so optimistic. I kept thinking of the past, of the big shot job I had and the stability that came with it. But that was the past. The future is so much more exciting and full of possibilities. All week, I kept seeing messages everywhere that pointed to moving forward, to letting go, to stepping into our purpose and calling. I needed those reminders so to anyone that needs it today do not be afraid of what's to come you've come this far and you possess everything you need to succeed and I think that's also kind of like what I what I was going through a lot Mm -hmm. of the times I'm in the present but I'm just like wow yeah things were so different maybe one year or two years ago Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just felt like her message really got to me. Yeah. Ooh, we went everywhere. We <laughs> did. <laughs> because it had been a while since we sat down to record. So this is also yeah. like therapy. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been, I mean, I've been pretty open with like a therapist about like feeling really terrible with like the news poison. And I think it really did get to me. Um just a little update though I have laid out a plan like I've written it out um and like something to like really guide me I I find that when I do write things out Mm -hmm. and I check it off I'm I'm more likely to follow them instead of like just saying like oh I'm just gonna do this thing oh yeah I did that um but I am gonna be going on a tiny bit of a detox not like completely off the grid but I'm okay. going to start working um starting this weekend on decreasing my exposure in general to social media um which will be tricky with um trying to share my fundraising <laughs> don't worry I'll share it for you <laughs> yeah um I think I can do it I think I can do it but like kind of just like doing the whole recentering, um starting to make journaling a priority first thing in the morning um uh, you know, um, either removing certain apps from my phone or having a blocker so I don't utilize my phone at all or putting my phone mm-hmm. in um, airplane, airplane mode and, like, setting my phone not close to me um, when I'm sleeping. So, like, the first thing I don't reach for is my phone, but I just, phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just, like, you know, do a morning prayer or do a morning meditation and then start writing on in my um, – journal and then also do some uh, small workouts so those are the things I'm going to be start I'm starting to do looking forward to doing um trying to really combat this like really thick fog of negativity that I'm surrounding myself with Mm oh that's my update Lots I'm of not succumbing to like the hopelessness. I'm not, I'm not, no. I know I feel it. I'm not going to let it win. <laughs> That's the attitude. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that's a great way to wrap up this podcast episode. And thank you everyone for listening. For those that have been listening to us for a while, thank you. We're working on some exciting things. We just, you know, want to make sure that everything is set before we share it. Mm -hmm. And clearly Dom just shared part of it, which is her, her fundraiser for her documentary. So please donate whatever it is that you can. Every penny counts. And please make sure to follow us on social media, which is Twitter and Instagram. And rate us on Apple Podcasts. Anything else you want to add, Dom? You said it all. <laughs> well, uh-huh. thank you very much for listening. This was another episode of oh, yeah, this was so, Joy. so good. We them guys, let me bring you on the block. This, this podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media. So you can come disguise here, step up in our shoes, let us give you the news and tell you all the things that others who scared to. My city worldwide, so how can I fear you? We wasn't raised on the state code, I'ma spare you. This is not a scene that you can compare to. You might as well soak it all in while you here, dude. Cause this is the birthplace of rap, R.I.P. the pun. Couple more seconds and the show's begun. I said birthplace of rap, R.I.P. the pun. Couple more seconds and the show's begun. And that's from the Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. A. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love, oh, oh. Bronx with love from the Bronx with Bronx with love from the Bronx with Bronx with love from the Bronx with Whoa Bronx with love Whoa 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 Whoa